Hi. Oh, welcome to uh, Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. Yeah, I'm that's Shannon. it. And I'm Jane. Oh, you? that was good. Hey. You're so imp- improv-y, improvising, spur of the moment. Okay, this is called Marriage Part 2, What the Guy Needs to Know. That's you men. All right, we're going to start off right away with patience. We're going to say that first. (laughs) Sorry. Actually, what I wanted to talk about, uh, we were talking about marriage on our last one, and I was going to talk a little bit about um, the concept, both both from the perspective of someone who's looking for a wife. Uh, We have sons, and uh, one is engaged right now to a wonderful young lady, and we have other sons that are not married at, at this point in time. So there's part of it. And the other part of it is uh, maybe just some things that as a man, as a husband, no matter whether you've been married for a year or for 50 years, things that are important that we should be doing, that we should take part in. So the first thought is who should a young man look for in a wife? I think that's something we think about, especially as parents. You think about that, a wife for your child. You really want to have the right one. Yes. Um, And it's easy for someone to fall in love, putting air quotes up with my fingers right now, and think they found the perfect person because they both like darts at the bar or something. But um, it goes a lot deeper than that Mm -hmm. to find the right woman. Yeah, I was thinking today on the way home from the grocery store, that, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, oh, I'm, I'm going. Okay, sorry, I got a lot of sun today. It was a gorgeous day. It was like 70 degrees, and that's amazing. Anyway, so I was coming home. I was thinking if we could just, if, if, if people who aren't married yet, if they could just stay kind of away from the physical stuff, like kissing and all that stuff, though they probably won't. But then we... Our judgment gets clouded. I guess you got to get to a place where you're kind of objective about what you want. This is why this is good to listen to this, because you need to know before you get into a relationship what you want out of a wife. Well, I I agree to that to an extent, but I think instead, um, because that is is all natural too, and God made attraction between man and woman a natural thing. That's true. I mean, I remember the first time I saw you wearing those... Army gray PT shorts. Oh, my golly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go on. But I think the, the concept here that I'm, we're talking about kind of goes, goes right along with what you're saying is I think you need to think ahead of time. Yeah. I think you need to, um, as, as a young man, I think a young man should be thinking about what he wants for forever instead of trying to find something that would be forever for him. Instead, he should look at what he wants in the future, what what should a man look for in a wife? And I'm going to go to uh, Proverbs 31 here. And I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but um, I'm just going to read a few verses from it. Proverbs 31, verse 10 says, A wife of noble character who could find, she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband is full of confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her, of her life. And... It goes on and on about all the things that the wife does. Uh, A lot of them are work-related things as it goes through. But um, I also like this part down here. Mm -hmm. She makes um, 
linen garments and sells them, supplies a merchant with sashes. And then it says, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Hmm. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. I, I love that. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, when he praises her. Oh, in the message it says, when she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say, and she always says it kindly. And then to yeah. finish it out in verses 30 and 31, uh-huh. it says, Charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. When I think about a young man, I know this is not something that um, everyone thinks of right off the beginning, but thinking about that concept of 30 years from now, what's my relationship going to be like, like with the woman that I love? 30 years from now, what is going to be important to me? Mm. Today, what's important to me might be a date. Mm-hmm. Because I'm asking for a date. That's that's all I can see right now. But that, that forethought is, I think, an important part. And I would really love to know that that is those qualities that we're looking for in uh, a spouse, uh, uh, someone who will have children with, with us, those kind of things. I think that forethought is something that's overlooked. And I think we need to... Um, step away a little bit from the romanticized version of all these things that we see on television, this, you know, the love at first sight, the, uh, the Hallmark Channel movies and all those kind of things. And instead, take a step back and look for what's really of value. I did and like... the romantic love, I think, is important. Yeah, yeah. But, but it that can't be all there goes. is. I it can't be all there is. But I did like that you said, what do you want... To be there in 30 years. Oh. Mm-hmm. So the qualities you look for, like, it, it's fine. The woman you love, you're just going to find her beautiful. I mean, you know, looks. Right. But looks do fade because it's just we age. So if you're if you're just attracted to someone just because of the way they look, know that those looks are going to change. I mean, it's the way. So that's not going to stay. And if you just like, I guess they got to have some roots in them. Yeah. Faith. Right. And I think that's one one of the things that came out in the Proverbs 31 woman here is it talks about her faithfulness. And, you know, faithful instruction is on her tongue. And that faith part is is coming from um, the biblical knowledge that she has, the wisdom that she has, and the fact that she is... um, Something that's worth honoring. Does she make you feel like you want to be a better man? Well, I think that that happens all the time. But I think one of the, even more so than that, Mm -hmm. um, if you can find someone that you can talk to about the scriptures, about spiritual things, about the things that are really important in life, if you can find someone that you can sit down and talk to about that, Mm I think that is going to be a huge step forward mm-hmm. because you can sit and, well, what do you think about having kids in the future? Or what do you think about, you can ask those things and those are all good things to discuss, but all of those things can be someone, someone can give you a yes or no answers to. Right. But if you sit down and open up a Bible and say, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. And ask those questions. 
Uh, there's this, these are just a few things. I just want to throw this out at the beginning. Things that we can look at as um, as a young man going out and and thinking about a prospective family and, and starting a family. And a young woman, I think, would be very similar. I think she should be looking for the same thing. She should look, be looking for uh, not only a young man who loves God, but a young man who looks forward to. They both mm-hmm. should be looking forward to the future. So... You know, I have a list. Oh, I, I can't well, believe that. How is that possible? Well, you have a list. This is a list from a woman. Oh, what boy. I think guys need to know what a woman wants. Oh, boy. Of course you do. Go ahead. Go I for thought, it. I thought I would have to have a little Go part in it. this. Go okay? for it. Of course you do. Okay. One, or this is all from Jane's perspective, you know, but I, I think... Women as a whole are very similar in some ways, just the way men as a whole are similar in some ways in certain aspects. You know, there's different things too, but girls, gals, women want to have good conversation. Like, I think that's important. Like, like you said, I think the person you marry is someone you really want to hang out with. Like you can have a really good friendship with because that strong Friendship, love will get you through all sorts of things. Okay. Well, it's interesting because I've got ten things of what a, what a man should do with his wife. Oh, well, and you're then, going with your list, so you go with no. yours, and then we'll compare them. Afterwards. Okay, okay. So I said sharing of ideas, sharing of feelings. A wife wants to feel loved, seen as beautiful and valued by her husband. And I just have to laugh here just a little what? bit. You said sharing of feelings. Yeah. I'm not trying to mock you there, but that's the only time I'll ever say the word like that. Feelings. <laughs> what? A guy would say, oh, feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. the way you said it right there just kind of struck me. Okay, okay. good going. She needs your attention. You know, if you find it more fun to be hanging out with the dudes, maybe it's not time for you to be married yet. You know, not saying you can't hang out with your friends, but uh, she's got to feel like she's number one in your life. Under Jesus, of course. Uh, and lusting after other women in real life or in pictures or anything like that, that, that brings shame to your, to her in your marriage. If she feels loved and cherished, she'll do anything for you. Basically, if, if you love your wife and you, she knows she feels loved and cherished, she, she will do anything for you. Remember, she's God's daughter. Don't use her. She is your equal. She has a different perspective than you, and that's a good thing, because I really think we we each have different perspectives, mm-hmm. and there there's value in both perspectives. That's true. And then one more thing, and then I guess it's your turn. This is your your podcast tonight. Genesis one twenty seven, one verse twenty seven says, "And God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. We're both we're all creating God's image, okay. male and female." Okay, those are, that was my whole little list because I want to make sure I talked. Okay, well, she talked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree with your list. Um, I, I do see it from your perspective. Yeah, well, that was it was from the woman's perspective. Right, and I, I agree with everything on there. Mm-hmm. Of course, I would probably word it a little bit differently if I was saying the same things, but I do but have a list here we have that perspective. are okay, similar, but I'm going to kind of from a guy's perspective here. Um, I just have a short list here of 10 things that I think, 10 things that uh, a man should do for his wife. 
Ooh. 10 things that should be involved in their relationship. Let's hear it. And number one is to touch her. Ooh. And I mean, um, put your arm around her when you're sitting somewhere where you can or hold her hand. That's really um, nice. There's <laughs> something that we do, and partially it's because of my size and my wife's size. We do this a lot. And we did it early on, and we are, are still doing it, and it makes our kids... Th- Don't worry, it's not X-rated. No, our kids roll their <laughs> eyes at us, and oh, geez. Um, I like it when my wife sits on my lap. At home, I mean, we're not sitting on... She's not sitting on my lap in church sort of thing, but um, she will come and sit on my lap. Wait, there's sometimes that one... When, sometimes when we pray together, um, she'll come and sit on my lap, and we'll pray that way. And I, that intimacy... The ability to just reach out and and just put your hand on her. When I first met Jane, um, the first contact I had with her, she would get up every morning and pray really early. We were over in, in Somalia at the time. In we were the both Army. in the Army. Mm-hmm. And she would be up early in the morning praying, the only one up. And I would be up early in the morning and i go lift weights and I'm the only other one up. And every day I would walk past her where she would be sitting and praying. And one day I just reached out and I just laid my hand on top of her head. I don't know why God wanted me to put my hand on her head at the time. And ever since then, that has been just a, a very precious thing for me to do is, is touch my wife. So, um, I, I wanted to clarify something. Okay, go ahead. We do have a picture of me sitting on your lap at church. It was after a Christmas program two years ago. Someone snapped it. Oh, okay. Well, okay. yeah, maybe once in a while. Just it wasn't every, during Not church. every day at church. Yeah, yeah, How about yeah. that? Okay, go okay. ahead. Uh, the second one, of course, show respect. Respect her opinions, respect her thoughts, respect her feelings, um, respect her family. Respect everything about her the same way you would ask to be respected. Uh, the third one, uh, make sure you carry your burdens. And that's that's a challenging one. I know for uh, young couples when they're first getting married, it's hard for us to take on someone else's challenges. And I'm not saying the obvious ones. The obvious ones you just jump in and do because that's what you do. But there are times when uh, Jane will have a burden that I don't think is a burden. Like what? She Well, so there are times when you make a great emotional deal out of something that I don't think is an issue. I don't do but, that. But, oh. But it's still um, a good thing, and it's still my responsibility to help her with the things, even if it's not, even if I don't see it as being a problem or a challenge. If she does, then it becomes one, and it's someone that I help her with. It doesn't have to be something that I think is a big deal, something that doesn't bother me, doesn't mean it's not a burden that I should help pick, pick up. So I think that's part of it there. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, happy spouse, happy house. Um, (laughs) The fourth one was speaker love language. And you've all, I'm sure, heard in in some way or another of the the love languages. But um, in other words, you need to find out what it is that really, really makes her feel loved. For some people, it is getting gifts. Some people, it is... Sharing housework. Some people it's spending time. Some people it's singing songs to them. Whatever it is. Whatever it is it really... what, Whatever way she understands it, that's the way you should speak. Mm-hmm. Not because it's the way you want to speak. It's because that's the way she's going to hear it. So take the time to find out what that is, first of all. And then speak in that language. 
so that she can hear you. Uh, number five, let her be herself. Oh, that's a good one. No matter what she is, let her be herself. Don't try to change each other. Oh, please don't try to change each other. Uh, young that's God's girls, job. please don't try and change the boys either. That doesn't work. Um, but with your wife, with your spouse, um, make sure that she she understands that you love her the way she is. And let her be herself. Let her be free. You know, I heard something, and I'm going to say it completely wrong. But it, what the point is, is that before marriage, have your eyes wide open and see everything. After marriage, put those rose-colored glasses on. That's really not the but. But the fact is, if the, the time to see faults or the whole person is before marriage, and that's when you are judging, do I want to marry this person or not? After you get married, you just accept that person totally. I'm not saying to change them before marriage. You're never going to change another person. Is it is it wrong what I'm trying to say? No, I just... Eyes um, wide open, then just... Love, I don't know. What am I trying to say? I, I, know what you, I, I know what you're trying to say to some extent. I, you're just talking about being... If you're going to try and find fault, find fault beforehand. Once you make that commitment, then the fault is yours. You own well, it. yeah, and I guess it's not that's not a great way to say it. But, no, but I mean, I, I know what you're trying to say there, yeah. A, a lot of times people do it the opposite. They're all lovey and gooey-dooey before marriage, and then when they get married, then they're like, oh, I didn't think that was that big a deal. After marriage, and then it becomes a big deal. You know, if it's something huge, I mean. It, it's, there's little quirky things in our marriage that have always been different. Uh, we do things differently. Jane and I do things differently, and it's just the way it is. It's the way it is with two people. You know, nothing's going to be exactly the same. I'll never forget the first time I saw her eating Cheerios. That is my way of eating Cheerios. She eats. She takes a bowl of Cheerios. She puts sugar plain on Cheerios. it. Plain Cheerios. She doesn't like the flavored ones. They're plain okay. Cheerios, and she puts sugar on them. And no milk. And she eats them dry with the sugar. It's great. And I've eaten this way my whole she life. She is biologically created in a way that it seems like only with Cheerios. Um, there is some sort of megaphone built into her body. <laughs> and I can hear her eating Cheerios from about 300 feet away. They are so good. I don't smack my lips or anything. It's no, just it's echoes just the inside crunch. my mouth. It's just amazing. I got and a big mouth. I it's mean, one of those things cavern. that um, maybe it's good we didn't eat Cheerios before she we got married. I don't know. You wouldn't have married me? I don't think it would have been that big a deal, but now I laugh about it. Um, well, and little quirks it, like that when people when people first get married, sometimes little quirks like that, Did that cause you to are doubt? really cute initially. But if you're having a bad day, they can be an issue. And that's your issue, not theirs. So Is you can't do deal? that. It's not a big deal. It never has been. I just said that. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right. I'm teasing. The next thing is, of course, if you're going to let her be her, herself, then you have to be able to give her space. There are times when... An individual needs to be an individual. There are times when they just need some space, and don't be offended by that. Understand that every so often, people just need to have their own time. And mm. a lot of times with my wife, that's when she's reading or she's praying or something like that. I don't interrupt. I don't 
I don't bother her when she's when she's spending time alone with God because that's her time, and I honor that. I respect that. I run with that. I got one. Okay. This is. I know I wouldn't make it through a list without I know, you having but this one. one this is more for because I don't think we're going to do marriage part three. So okay. this is more for like the women because women sometimes are more meddlers than guys are. But someone told me, a friend named Rhoda, I doubt if she ever hears this, but she wrote this in a card, and I still have that card somewhere. I wanted to send it to one of her adult daughters, but I can't find it. But she said, Jane, God is doing something in Shannon, in your husband, and it's none of your business. That's not how she said it. She said it a lot better than that. But mainly it was like, you know, God works in, in each of us individually, and we're not part of that. I mean, yeah, there's parts that are me and Shannon, but there's also a part that's just Shannon and Jesus. And I don't need to put my hands in that and try to help God. And Shannon doesn't need to try to help God do what God's doing in my life. <clears throat> do you get it? Am yeah. I, you don't agree? No, I understand what you're saying. I think you also have to remember that there is that, that spiritual life that you have. Um is an individual thing with you and God, but if you are a couple, then that is the that is the bond of three, and that spiritual life should also be there. Well, that's so there true. are times yes. when, yes, you need to, to have distance, but there are also times when you cannot have distance because you will not grow as a couple if you are growing separately oh, right. in different directions. I don't disagree with that, but okay. there's also there's there's some things that are just going to be between you and God. I understand and that. I don't need yep. to know those. Okay. So, okay. Um, another thing you need to... To make sure of uh, when you're dealing with your wife, and these are things that um, some of these things you got to you have to force yourself to remember, whether you write it down or um, make a point of it. But you have to treat your wife better than you would treat a stranger. Hmm. When you meet someone going into a, a store and you stop and hold the door open and smile at them and say good afternoon or how you doing or whatever. You just do that automatically. You don't think about it. You just automatically treat someone with courtesy. And if someone doesn't do that, in our society at least, if someone is discourteous to someone they don't know, everybody notices right away and it's an odd deal and it's very upsetting. We are naturally courteous to those we don't know. We should be even more so to those that we love. It's mm, good. We should, we should go out yeah. of our way to be kind, to be courteous and to treat them with respect and with the love that they deserve. Um, the other thing, you have to expend the effort. It has to be, that's what it has to be. You can have a terrible day, but you cannot wrap yourself up in yourself and, and expect to come home to someone else and and not share yourself with them or not listen to what they have to say. If you're having a great day and they're having a bad day, guess what? You get to go down to their level because that's your job. That's your responsibilities. You share. And you share burdens and you share joys. So if I'm having a terrible day and Jane's having a great day, I surrender my terrible for her greatness. And vice versa. And vice versa. We take care of each other that way and we put effort into that. That's not something that's natural for us to do. The natural human tendency is to be wrapped around yourself. Mm-hmm. It's to be, there's a natural human selfishness. And that's like when we were talking about last week, how a marriage is not a 50-50, it's a 100-100. 
if each half is only putting in 50%, it's going to fail. You have to have more than 50%. You have to go all in. When you go like that, when that poker term, all in, means you bet everything you, you own and on this one one shot. Hmm. That's what a marriage is. Oh, and then I thought how Jesus says daily we have to die to self. That's really important in marriage. Right. Die to self. And you have to take the effort to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's effort whether you want it, want to or feel like it or whatever. You just take the effort. You do the, you do the time. Because it's worth the investment, the family, the, the family life, the spouse, your relationship, your love life, all of it is worth the effort if you put it into it. All right, um, number nine, talk to her. That's a good one. Ask her questions. Ask, a, ask an open-ended question saying, so what do you think? How do you feel about this? Hmm. What are, you, what are you thinking about these things right now? How does that make you feel? Ask open-ended questions because there are times when people really want to share and they don't know how to start a conversation. Start it for them. Open it up. And then one look the, at her. One of the things that... When she talks. Well, yeah. One of the things that has developed in our marriage more and more, and you'll hear this from everybody who's been married for very long, it will be 26 years for us this year in May. Um, you know, they, they say, well, you finish each other's sentences, you do that. And I don't think there's any kind of an ESP that gets set up or anything like that. We just become so sensitive to each other on the tiny little things. We pick up on the tiny little cues, the Mm -hmm. tiny, that just the differences in the thickness of your lips when we're talking, I can tell. What? Yeah. My thickness of my lips. When you get angry, your lips get skinny. Really? Yeah. It's, yes, like that. The, the upper lip disappears when you're mad. Um, He's never told me that till now. Yeah, and the forehead wrinkle and 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 the veins <laughs> in your neck and all those things. That, the veins in my neck. Yeah, all those th- those are all cues. Oh. Again, if I went back to some sort of poker analogy, those would be your tells. I can say I can see you know I beat her in every almost every board game we ever play. You have a Always. lot of tells. It's easy to tell. <laughs> I've only beat you once. The whole time we've ever played games. I know, and I'm not. I'm not bragging about that. I'm proud of that. It's just accidental when it happens. But you do have. That tells. was before we're married. You so if I'm asking happen. you questions and I'm listening to you, <laughs> I can see if you're not going to say something you want to say. I can see it. Mm-hmm. I can tell, and that that comes with that conversational ability of putting forth the effort too. It's easy. Uh, sometimes, if you want to talk, sometimes it's hard. To listen. So ask the questions. And then the last one Mm -hmm. um, can be sometimes the hardest thing. There are times when I can't take on her burden. There are times when I can't uh, fix everything. And that's something that uh, I know for me personally that was really hard to learn. That sometimes I can't fix it because I always want to fix it. Sometimes you don't need to. You shouldn't. Well, those are all things you have to learn on your own. But during those times when I can't fix things or I can't be the answer to everything, I really need to stop and just be still and pray. Take those quiet moments and just be still and pray. And that is something that I cannot express enough. You have to pray for your spouse. Mm-hmm. If you're not married yet, pray for a future spouse. 
If you are married, you should be in prayer for that spouse all the time. I pray for my wife constantly. And in doing so, I'm not praying to change her or praying to do anything different. I am just praying that God's presence just envelops her all the time. I'm praying that she finds joy in her life. And I'm praying that um, God's purpose in her life will be fulfilled. If there's something specific I need to pray for, I will just stop and pray. And that is a challenge sometimes for a man because we want to fix it all. Mm-hmm. And understanding that we're not the great fixer, God is. God repairs the things that we can't. Mm. So anytime you feel overwhelmed or anytime you get told, I just need, you just, you can't fix it, just leave me alone for right now. Then you turn to God and say, obviously I can't do this, I need you to. I have And you a ask tip. for that help. I have a tip. Yes. And then we're, I guess we're going to close here real yep. soon. Here's my tip. Okay. First, if you're married... You have to know it's God's will that you have a strong marriage. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, God is is on your side to keep your marriage strong or to get your marriage strong. But here's my little tip: if you have a fight, and we don't, we rarely fight. I don't know the last time we mm. fought, but anyway, we have had arguments in the past. And what I do, even if I didn't care, I because I know it was God's will for us to to be restored. I'd be walking away or whatever, and I'd say, Lord. I don't care, but I know it's your will, so fix this, restore our marriage, and bring us back together. And I would have that attitude praying it, you know, just because humans just want to give up. Well, lo and behold, every single time he he answered that prayer. And that's, it's always his will to bring you back together. And people do have arguments. You know, if you live with someone, you're going to have an argument. You know, maybe after several years, you rarely have them, but especially in the first, I don't know how many years, just know God's on your side. He wants to fix it. So if you pray that prayer, if you had an argument and you stomp away, just in your anger, say, okay, Lord, fix this. I don't think you can, but fix it. And he will. And you'll be humbled. And you'll go, oh, only God can do this. And he can do it because he's he is behind marriage. That's his idea. Yeah, and we know God's behind it. We can look biblically into Genesis and see Adam and Eve and we can go all the way through the Old Testament especially and see couple after couple after couple and and read about successful marriages and unsuccessful marriages but there is no way that two human beings without God in their lives could be this close share this much know this much about each other mm-hmm. and truly be content and happy and joyous for the rest of their lives Without God being in it. And that is, if there was one last little thing I would add on to this, that would be it. That's good. Be still and pray. Share your spiritual life. Share your prayer life. Pray together. Pray over everything. Oh, and I if one say, of you oh. forgets to pray, the other one needs to remind you. It happens. But spend that time together with God, with the three of you, because that's what you want. You want Him to be part of your marriage. So spend that time together. We, Jane and I will be reading Bible passages separately and we'll look at each other and we'll, what do you think about this one? And we'll start talking about things like that. That deepens and strengthens and just nourishes a marriage so much when you can share intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, all of those things. And I will say, if you've never prayed with your spouse, it might feel awkward at first, but just 
push through that awkwardness and just say, hey, let's just try it. And it'll get easier and easier. You can start today or start tomorrow, but it, it can happen. And it's one of those things, I, I guarantee you, when you make a habit of it, it will be as important to you as breathing. Mm-hmm. Because if there's, if a day happens and something goes on and we're crazy running around or I have to leave really, really early or something going on in the morning and I, I go off to work and Jane and I didn't pray, it's weird. My whole day is off. It's all out of kilter. It's like I put on two different shoes. It's just very weird the whole day. It feels wrong. So take take the time to get to know your spouse well. Give them grace. Give them space. Give them love. Treat them well. And spend time in prayer. Hey, that was great. You almost did a few rhymes there. Yeah, I never intended. It was all ad lib. So I thought you were gonna I'm not a rapper, one. only on TV. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. God bless. God bless.